Hello and welcome to episode 197 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson. Today we've got a fantastic episode with a up-and-coming a young uh, ladies player on the on the Pro Tour, Gina Kennedy. She's fresh off a runner-up finish at the Squash on Fire Open in Washington last week. In fact, it was a week ago uh, today, I believe, uh, which is uh, July the 8th, uh, where she lost in the final to Nele uh, Gillis and uh, it was a close uh, three hard-fought games there but uh, she came up she came up just short uh, but prior to that she'd also uh won Danny Lee's uh, Pro Squash Challenge uh, with some great victories there over uh, uh, S.J. Perry in the semi and I believe Tessney Evans uh, in the final. So she is on a run of really good form. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, her ranking isn't high enough at the moment to uh, get into the World World Championships uh, coming up next week. But uh, she certainly would be one of the contenders, uh, you know, or at least a threat to to the top players uh, vying for for the title and would definitely have have a chance to go deep in in that draw. But I had a really good chat with Gina and uh, I know you're going to enjoy this. We talk about uh, obviously her her, uh, performance in Washington last week, uh, the Pro Squash Challenge where she won that event, Danny Lee's uh, Pro Squash Challenge event, and her years at Harvard, uh, four great years uh, under uh, my coach Mike Way and uh, the impact that he's had on her and also uh, many of her illustrious teams teammates including uh, uh, Sabrina Sobe, uh, Victor Quin. Uh, so uh, we talk all about that and so much more about her life on tour and how things are progressing for her at the moment and uh, now that she's got her teeth into uh, playing professionally on the PSA tour. So uh, no, you'll, uh, you'll really like this chat. Gina Kennedy on episode 197. Oh, hi Gina. Hi, how are you? Hi, great, great. Thanks for taking the time out, uh, Gina, for, for oh. doing the podcast. Oh, of course. Thanks for asking me. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that. I mean, you've had some really uh, impressive uh, results of late, and uh, you've got, a, I think, a unique story and uh, an interesting one uh, given uh, you know, the World Championships coming up, and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. But, uh, you know, firstly, before we get into all of that, uh, how are you? How's your family? Uh, with everything going on, I think things are improving uh, around the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all good. Luckily, um, we were all like safe from COVID the whole time. So I actually got, um, I was at Harvard and um, in March of last year, uh, I was graduating last year, but got uh, kicked out in March before my May graduation. So yeah. uh, I had to come back in lockdown in England, but like my boyfriend is from America and he was also in England with me. So it was quite, it was quite nice. And we did a lot of, he's a soccer player. So we did a lot of workouts and oh, yeah. So quarantine was actually like quite nice for us. It wasn't bad at all. It's a good uh, dynamic as uh, soccer and, and squash. I think there's a lot of that, that fast pace, you know, quick twitch muscles and. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. So we would. Good training. Yeah, so it was, yeah, we were training together a lot, so we both got like pretty fit over lockdown, actually. So it was actually actually quite good. Um, but what about you? How was your? Family? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, uh, my daughter is in uh, Canada. She goes to university in Nova Scotia in Halifax, which is uh, oh, okay, cool, north of uh, Harvard, actually. Um, what year is she in? She's second year. 
second year. Okay, so cool. So counting their uh, finance. Okay, so, so was she affected by COVID in her uh, first yeah. year? Well, Canada's in a one of the sort of one of the more crazy spots, I think. They're so strict, aren't they? And stuff, but they've just opened up. Uh, July 6th, I think you can fly in as long as you have uh, Pfizer. So uh, I'm trying okay. to make it happen. I'm in the UAE, but uh, with my other daughter, my my wife uh, is in Seoul. She's from South Korea. So yeah, we're all over oh. the all over the map here. But uh, oh, okay, were yeah. you together for like the lockdown, or were you? Oh yeah, well we. I mean, we were here in the UAE. The UAE's been pretty. They've been really kind of progressive with everything. You know, with the uh, testing. Right. Uh, you know, keeping things open. Uh, you know, there was never there. There was you know, schools have their own have their restrictions. And my daughter did online while she was here, and I work at a university, and most of that was online. Uh, even though I went to the office, so uh, yeah, things uh, here though. You know, shops are open. Squash could be played. We golf. Oh, okay. So things were pretty open here, um, uh, for better or for worse. But uh, right. Yeah, luckily, uh, we lived a relatively normal uh, life. But, uh, okay, cool. That's uh, really good then. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, but I just wanted to talk to you, Gina. There's so many. Uh, you've got a great story. Uh, but firstly, uh, I know you probably would have wanted to have won the event, but uh, getting to the final in Washington, uh, the way you did at uh, Squash on Fire, uh, of, uh, you must have been happy with the, the result uh, in the end. Yeah, definitely. I was, yeah, I was looking back. I'm, I'm really chuffed with the tournament. Um, of course, it's, it's, it's a weird one because obviously, as an athlete, you never like to lose. Um, so, even though I got to the final and everything, and I was so happy with that, you, I still kind of the last like part of the tournament for me was ending on a loss. So after reflect you know it always kind of changes how you perceive the tournament because you're always still gutted and kind of annoyed that you did lose um so it's an interesting like as an athlete to reflect on it but um I was really pleased with the way I was playing throughout the tournament I knew going in that um like obviously my ranking's really low but I knew going in that each match, you know, was potentially potentially winnable. Um, but on the flip side of the coin, I knew that every match I could easily lose it. So um, it's just it was just so good to immerse myself in that environment again after you know train having such a big block of training and kind of thinking, oh, I think I could do well against these girls, um, but not actually being tested. So right. yeah, I was just, I was really ple- really pleased with the performance, and I just yeah loved being in the states again as well. It was nice to be back. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you you spent four years there. So, uh, but you didn't drop a game until until the final, did you? I mean, and, yeah. and you went through the t- the number one seed, the four seed, all girls uh, who you know, they're ranked ahead of you, but we'll, you know, we'll get into that a, a little bit later, the rankings, but, uh, you know, uh, you were playing well to, to do that. Yeah, definitely. I had to, um, I had to be on top form, uh, to get, you know, even like close to winning these matches against, um, these girls that, like I said, I was confident that I could win, but I was also confident that, they thought that they could win as well, you know. Yeah. So it makes for a really good match. And I had to 
luckily, you know, I, I did feel really good. My I was quite confident with my short game and I was moving really well. So I was really pleased with my performances. And they, like I said, I, I had to be playing well to uh, get those results. <laughs> yeah, well, you had a couple of familiar, very familiar faces there to, to get through. Obviously, Sabrina, your your teammate yeah. for a few years and uh, Sevangari, uh, who you've played, I'm sure, at the collegiate yeah. level a few times. So uh, what was it like to uh, revisit that uh, those uh uh, matches uh, yeah exactly it's an interesting one for those because um like so yeah I've played Siva a couple times in college um and Sabrina obviously I was at Harvard with her she was number one at Harvard and I was number two for most of the time so um it was interesting like preparing mentally for the match because you know you think you know how the match is going to turn out or you have some kind of idea about how they play and everything but I had to remember that I was like a completely different player to who I was at Harvard um so whereas before I probably when I was playing at Harvard I probably wouldn't have backed myself to beat Sabrina um with because you know she's like an incredible player incredible athlete I had to kind of like convince myself that you know I'm a different player to now it's been years since you've played just to give myself that belief that I could go in there and win because if you don't have the belief before the match there's like yeah. you know you're never going to do it's such do a big well. part of squash isn't it I mean uh, you, you might have is. the ability you might have this, the whole thing but uh, you know if you're playing someone you you've had uh, you know yeah. you've lost before that sticks with you doesn't it exactly and that's what I've learned so much over this past like my first um you know like bit on tour it's like if if you don't have that belief and if you don't back yourself it's you know you won't you won't win the match <laughs> uh, yeah. so it's hard but it's hard to like convince yourself you can win you know when you've got all these past experiences <laughs> yeah for sure now you know uh you must have felt quite confident going into the final maybe uh, maybe a little too much so going into that match Nele, Nele is uh, I think she's unlike anyone on the tour the way she just my just from my observation uh, she has a very unique game and uh, she soaks it up but then she's also very you know attacking in her own way so uh, how did you feel heading into the match and then sort of what surprised you about having to play her yeah, 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 it was, I was obviously so happy to get to the final. And like I said, I had to, you know, back myself and I I was confident that I could do well against her. But the thing about Naylor is her like mental toughness is unbelievable and like quite intimidating, actually. Like I knew before that match that she was going to be like no chance is Gina going to beat me today you know like I knew that she would have that mentality and when you know that someone thinks like that is really it's is really difficult to have that same approach um so she like I said she's an unbelievable athlete she's um like unbelievable mentally just so hard to break down and um yeah I felt I didn't feel like I was as sharp as I was in the other matches I don't think but I think that might be because she made me you know hit that extra shot every single time and yeah I actually felt like I was you know dominating in quite a few of the rallies but she would just 
execute like the perfect drop or the perfect lob at the right time. And she she deserved to win that match 100% because I she didn't really put a foot wrong and she was so difficult to get a point off, really. So, yeah, um, yeah a lot, I'll have a lot comes to learn. Off as, uh, I've spoken to her and, we you know, you see her on social media and she comes off as this, you know, just sort of, you know, um, happy-go-lucky kind of person, and then, but then what you just said there, you know, she's so focused and so oh, yeah. mentally tough. Yeah. She doesn't. She has a different uh, sort of image, I guess, off the court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like off the court, she's absolutely lovely, and even and on the court as well. Like there's, yeah, yeah. she's love lovely. Like that we didn't. I think we had maybe like one let or something. You know, it's like a really nice, fair, uh, hard-fought match. But yeah, like she's incredibly tough to break down mentally like you just know that she's not going to give you an inch you know and like I said when someone is like that it's very hard to break down and that's how I felt in my previous matches I felt like I was the one who was not going to give an inch and who's not gonna let it go easy you know and then I felt like she had that advantage in the final Mm, that's interesting uh now what you hear a lot of people talk about uh you know, taking, getting that next step, taking the next step into like, like the top, getting into the top 10 or the top 20. It's all about backing yourself after you've played several matches and then getting to the final and then being uh, sort of ready, maybe physically and mentally. So we're, we're one of those, maybe, you know, in hindsight, maybe one of those elements maybe missing for you in the final, or was it Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Luckily, physically, I actually felt pretty good. Um, Obviously I'd played like two events right before that. So I'd literally done like, I think three weeks of nonstop matches pretty much every day. Um, So like physically based on what I was doing, I actually felt pretty good. Um, But I think mentally I was definitely just a bit fatigued Um, like I said, I struggled to have that total like belief that I was going to win the match. I think, yeah, I was a bit, it's hard because you try and convince yourself otherwise, but I was, I did feel a bit flat. I don't know. I think after the whole, the the week was like so good and you're just on a high the whole time. And then before the final, I was like, oh, come on, like I need to get back into the zone, but I struggled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know, prior to that, uh, I mean, you mentioned, um, a great result there in Washington, but prior to that, you you played in the Danny Lee special, the the Pro Squash Challenge uh, event that he put on, and and did such a great job organizing it, and you ended up winning uh, that. Uh, you beat uh, S. J. Perry, you beat De- uh, Tessney Evans, uh, so I mean th- these girls were both in the top ten. So how did that make you uh, uh, feel after you know pulling that off? Yeah, it was so good. Like I said, yeah, it was um, been amazing of Danny to put this on over lockdown, you know, where none of us have really had a chance, had a chance to play matches or earn money. So I have to thank him so much for doing that. Um, And yeah, it was such a great opportunity, obviously, for a player like me to get exposed to these top girls. And I mean, I know... um, like my ranking is really, uh, really low and stuff because of just, I was at uni, but, um, so I probably shouldn't, (laughs) shouldn't be as obviously low as that, but, um, I'd never really got the opportunity to play, play them in a, a proper match. Um, so it's just so good for me and for my confidence going into these tournaments, like to be able to 
play these top players and you know just see how I go against them so yeah I was really thrilled to be you involved pretty in that. well then, <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah really happy I mean, the, uh, the proof is in the pudding I mean you you pretty much I mean you you beat everyone seated ahead of you ranked ahead of you in in Washington and uh you know, you, you did what you did at St. George's uh, with Danny's event. So uh, what was it like, though? I'm just wondering, what, what was it like playing in that event? Because I, I watched a few of the, the matches and, and yours against Tesney there. And it just looked it looked like one of these things, you know, you, you put on and, you know, there's no one there. Right. <laughs> there yeah. there was no one. Uh, it, was, exactly. it sounded kind of eerie almost if you're used to watching uh, squash. But as a player, I, I guess it's what you're, you know, what you do all the time when you're training anyways, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And there was literally no one there as well, apart from the ref and Danny. Um, so, yeah, maybe in that way, it did feel a bit different. And I think maybe it didn't it didn't feel like it was the final of a tournament by any means. You know, we're, you know, chatting beforehand. Afterwards, it's very friendly. Um, so I think it was, you know, more of a way of like getting match practice and um like earning money like I said so I don't uh, I probably won't um, take I probably won't count myself that I've beaten these girls uh, just in, until it's like a proper PSA match probably because yeah it is, it is very different <laughs> yeah yeah but but definitely I mean under the circumstances the COVID situation Danny did uh, a fantastic job of just uh, being able to to put that on, didn't he? I, I had him on oh, the podcast yeah. and we just before the event and he was sort of planning it and it just sound it, it almost it was almost as if he had planned it while we were speaking about it. And really uh, <laughs> I, I think I think that's how it played out, really. And um but what he did there to get he obviously he's got a lot of connections and a legend there at St. George as he is. So yeah. uh yeah talk yeah. about Danny what he did and to just be able to uh, to put that on under those yeah. circumstances. It is true. It is honestly amazing what he did, even as well for people, you know, just to have to what be able to watch some live squash is so nice, you know, because, you know, it's we missed it so much. So he he did an incredible job and it's honestly amazing. He's what he does. Yeah. No, it was uh, I think we, I think the top we broached that topic when I asked him what he thought about the Jonathan Power Diego Elias uh, Super Squash Saturdays, uh, okay. yeah. and then I think I think his idea for that may have uh, been born from from what they did. But that was uh, absolutely uh, amazing what they were. <laughs> I know <laughs> that, that had that, that that had entertainment, comedy, it, it had it all. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm a big JP fan, anyways. But uh, <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, with your uh, Harvard connection and Mike Way, uh, you might have, uh, you know, spent some time with JP. Did you get to see him at all, or uh, yeah. did you, never, you know, never? But Mike would always from the legend. No. Yeah, never. Unfortunately, but Mike would always talk about him. Obviously, um, yeah. so yeah, heard some heard some great stories about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, um, obviously. You know, you've got the world coming up, and given what you've been through, I, I know, I know, I, I know, I know, you're not playing, and that, that okay. was kind of my question: Does it? Do you? Right. How do you feel about that? Like, uh, I mean, given you know what you've been able to accomplish, who you've beaten, uh, are, is this something that is it? Some is there a little bit of? Are you bitter about it at all, or is it just 
the way it is. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm not at all bitter. Um, I think it's just the way the way it is, really. Um, I, it's a shame that I couldn't get into the Denmark tournament because I'd have loved to like have the opportunity to uh, get the wild card for it and stuff. Um, and obviously, I'd have loved to be there. I mean, I know when I was in Washington, like literally everyone was like, oh, so what's your plans after this before Worlds? Where are you going? And I'd be like, oh, I'm not playing Worlds. And everyone would be like, wait, what? You're not playing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's definitely a shame. But, yeah, it's just I'm like quite accepting of it, really. Like my ranking isn't isn't high enough to get in. So until yeah. I can get my ranking up to, you know, these pe- girls have been working for years to get their ranking up to get into these events. So, I don't expect to just be there straight away, but yeah, of course, I'd love to. I'd love to play, and I'd love to see who else to play. You know, other people and see how I do. But luckily, I'm getting the wild card for the British Open, so um, I'll I'll be playing that, which is really which event is that? Sorry, the British Open. The British Open. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, that's good. Well, that that that's huge for you, isn't it? Uh, Exactly. Yeah. So. that will be really exciting. So fingers crossed that it happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, I was just, I wanted to know, but, but obviously, yeah, like you said, uh, these girls have put the time in and, you know, they, they, you know, they, they've worked hard to, to get their rankings up there. So uh, it's just something for you. I'm, I'm sure that, you, you know, you've got that target for the next one. That, that'll be a goal of yours, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm hoping hoping I'll be able to play next year. Also, just because I'd love to go to Chicago and I've never been. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really jealous that people get to go there. But yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, <laughs> a, like an iconic venue too. You've got Union Station and uh, all that, uh, you know, the history of, uh, you know, sports, sport, sport is, as you know, uh, such a big, you know, Boston's a big sport town, but so is uh, Chicago. Yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it sounds really cool. That's great. Yeah. So, um, Who's your pick, by the way, to win it? Um, I know I've got my I've got my pick. Uh, I'll I'll go out there and I'll tell you. On the men's side, uh, I think um, I've got my favorites, but I've, uh, I think Ali Farag's got something up his sleeve. He, he's going to uh, come playing well. I, I think he's going to going to be ready uh, uh, to win this one. And on the women's side, I think um, Nor might be a, a little bit too tough. Yeah, even though uh, Norhan played so well, oh, she played really well in the. She, she looks she did, fit, really she? fit. She looks uh, she incredible. Does. Yeah. yeah, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think it's always it's always hard to back uh, to not back Shabini. I think for these things, I normally go with Shabini. Maybe it's the safe option, but she always comes up with something in these big events, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. um, and then on the men's side, I think. I think Ali is a very good shout, but I also think Mohammed um, mm. has been unbelievable recently. And I think after losing in the final to Asal, I think he'll be back and yeah. gunning for well, Asal's gunning for this having one. trouble with getting a visa. I just saw I his saw thing. That. I That's saw strange. that. Yeah. Really yeah. I really hope he can make it because he obviously well, makes uh, it makes it an entertaining competition, doesn't he? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For me, uh, like the guy. He, yeah, he's got a, a bit of a, I don't know if it's an attitude. It's just the way he, you know, the way he plays the game. But he's not hes not that bad with the officials, I don't think. He's, he's very, he's a, sort of polite in the way he, he asks for lets. Maybe it's his movement that gives people uh, reason to give him a hard time or whatever. But uh, he's a young fella. Yeah. He's enjoying his squash. And I think people yeah, like exactly. the squash. I like it. Mm. 
yeah and he's amazing isn't he and I heard he's like the nicest person off the court so yeah um but yeah he's definitely caused caused a stir at least people are chatting about it I guess (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah now uh I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your you know your Harvard uh years you know four great years and so many uh uh, accolades I wouldn't know where where to start but I guess uh winning the team event so many times and uh finishing off with uh four again what was it 40 straight victories as a on yeah. personally as a 40 <laughs> match winning streak so uh you yeah. know just uh, overall what were those uh years like for you uh you know how, how did it help you as a person and as a squash player uh there? yeah I mean I feel yeah I'm I say to everyone I'm so grateful and lucky that I went to Harvard um I honestly had the like most amazing experience there and I was actually very hesitant to go at first um I'm quite a homebody and I was set on going to Leeds University here I'd gotten in and everything and then I thought you know what like this is an opportunity that you can't really give up so I deferred my acceptance from Leeds and um took a gap year so I could because there are so many tests and everything that you have to do to get in um like ACTs SATs stuff like that so I took a gap year um and played professional squash in that year but my intention wasn't squash really it was getting into Harvard and then going off to uni like I wanted to be at you I wanted to be a uni student at that point I wasn't the same like professional athlete that I am today for sure um so yeah I from the moment I got there I like felt at home straight away the squash team were like my best friends every year we got new players in and the training was amazing like like I said I was able you know I was training with Sabrina Sobe every day um that on the men's side we had like Victor Victor Cruin come in um Marwan Tarek like it was just such a good uh bunch of people to train with and Looking back, I I I have always trained like very hard. I'd put like a hundred percent in every session. But like I said, I was my priority wasn't squash, and I didn't decide that I wanted to be a squash pro until my junior year, my third year. I was there, so for the first two years, I was playing really well and training hard, but not with the intention of becoming professional. So. Um, there was a lot more that I could have been doing to improve my game for sure. Um, But I started being a bit more serious about it in my junior year and, you know, doing like double sessions, trying to squeeze it in around the academics and stuff. Um, And yeah, the facilities there were amazing. Mike, like such a good coach, you know, really would, we'd analyze a lot of my matches together and I learned so much from him. Um, And yeah, I think, I think the big, biggest thing that it helped me with is just I think it tests your motivation like if I went pro straight away after uni uh, after a finishing uh, school I don't I know right as a 24 year old my ranking would be higher and I would probably be paying, playing worlds right now and doing pretty well I don't actually think I would be playing at the level I am now just because my mindset and the way I approach it is so different because well maybe you re- you remember there was a debate uh like a, I think it was about this time last year Ms. Hisham or, or some, someone sparked the debate about whether or not to go direct into junior or yeah. to take that 
And he, he was of the opinion that you, you know, if you want to be a pro squash player, go right, yeah. right in. But uh, obviously what you're, you're every, different uh, strokes for different folks, but. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I think it's very different for everyone. But for me personally, the way I was in my gap year um, playing professional squash, like, like I said, I've always been that, like if you ask my coach or something, I've always put in a hundred percent to every session. I'd never like slack off, but just everything around, there's so much more to being a pro than just like the actual training. And I genuinely don't think I would be, you know, beating top 10 players, top 20 players. Um, if I didn't go to uni and kind of experience life away from squash and test at, is it actually what I want to do? Um, yeah. So I, obviously my ranking would be high but I don't think potentially like long term I would have been as successful but I don't know but it gave you more of a sort of a a vision it gave you more of an impetus to to take it on you realized I guess that that that's something that you wanted to give everything you have yeah definitely and just the like things I learned when I was there and like so much about myself and so much about you know what it like discipline and you know what it what you have to put into into it just yeah and I also it's quite like a intense environment and at Harvard I loved it but it is difficult like there's a lot to balance there's a lot of things going on so just the way that I kind of approach things is so much so different to what it what it used to be (laughs) and I think that's very like positive for being an athlete Definitely. And uh, Sabrina was mentioned, she mentioned uh, the impact that uh, Mike had on, on her uh, during her time there. And I guess, you know, obviously he, he knows all, you know, just so, so well the, the demands that are placed on the student athlete at Harvard. So how, did, how was he able to help you sort of in that situation? And then also uh, what takeaways in terms of your squash, how, how did he influence uh, your game uh, did he did he add uh, lots of jp shot shot making uh, uh, technique to to it or uh... <laughs> yeah mike mike is a mate he's literally like he takes on 24 like kids as his own basically every single year he obviously it's really hard with academics and it can get tough sometimes to balance everything but it's always like reassuring knowing that you have like he's obviously not family but he adopts you as his as family basically so even though your parents aren't there you know that you have Mike to turn to and it's just it which is really reassuring for like a young you know teenager who's so far away from home and needs a kind of you know like parental figure um so in that sense, he was amazing. And then on the court, yeah, he had such an influence on me. Mostly, I think it, we did a lot of technical stuff, um, which was helpful. But obviously there's, like I said, 13 girls, 13 boys, all at the courts at the same time. So he can't do, it's not like me and my coach at home who I get on court with him like twice a week and we work very specifically together all the time. He has a lot going on. Um, so the, the things that I took away most from Mike were his like mental approach to the game. He's very, um, very good at the mental side. He taught me so, so much. And we actually spent a lot of time as a team um, working on the mental side of the game. You know, we'd have 
like psychologists come in and talk to us like top top psychologists and Mike as well himself is unbelievable like if you listen to him it's literally like he's delivering a TED talk every time he speaks it's <laughs> captivating honestly like yeah. and he's so passionate about it as well that it just draws you in so I was really lucky to to be under his influence I know he had, a, he had a huge impact on me many many years ago um, in Nova Scotia we had uh, our provincial team training and he came in and uh, gave a session one day and uh, you probably know, really know how, I mean, he's such a great guy. He can be quite blunt sometimes. And uh, I think, what was it he said? He said, uh, Jerry, you're, uh, you run, I can hear you from a mile away. Your feet are so heavy. So he, he had you know, in front of everybody uh, made me realize that I needed to work on, on my, my footwork. He, he only had that one day with us. So I think he, he really tried to make an impression on, on me right. in, in that way and, and light a fire underneath. Uh, yeah. All and that's what he does. That's mm. what he does so well. Like every time he, you speak to him, he will leave you with something to think about. Like he'll make an impression. I'm still thinking every about time. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You haven't got over it yet. <laughs> no, no. no, well, it, it, it's part of, you know, part of my game that that's kind of the weakness. It's all, but I, I do really work on it and it's improved thanks to him for uh, giving me the, the motivation. And he's obviously, uh, you know, it paid off with, with you uh, as well. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Gina, uh, really uh, appreciate uh, your time. What's, what's coming up uh, next? What, what do you have in the, in the works going forward? Um, so I've got a torn another three k coming up this week, um, which will be good. And then I think uh, a five k and a ten k this month. Um, all in the UK or in Europe? All in the UK, yeah, yeah, okay. all in the UK. And then after that, hopefully the British Open. So I've got quite a few events back to back still. So it's still pretty busy, um, but hopefully I'll be able to get a bit of a tiny bit of training in amongst that. <laughs> Right on. Well, uh, all the best with that. And I'll be, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing you in the British Open. Let's hope it uh, comes off. And uh, thank thanks again. It was great meeting you. Yeah, thanks for asking me to do this. Really enjoyed it. It was great meeting you too. Well, that was a fantastic chat with Jean, and we just want to wish her all the best going forward. Uh, she's got a really promising pro career. Uh, so, and hopefully uh, this time next year, she'll be, uh, well, not hopefully, definitely, she'll be in, in the main draw of the world champs and she'll be making a deep run in that event, no doubt. So all the best to Gina and uh, I want to thank her again for taking the time out uh, and joining me on episode 197. And coming up, uh, actually, we just finished it another harvard grad and uh the winner of the squash on fire event one week ago victor quant uh returns to the podcast and i really enjoy uh chatting with victor and he's uh, got a lot uh, a lot uh, on his plate these days he's got his world uh, world champs uh coming up with a first round match against a uh, tough opponent nathan lake so i uh, know you'll enjoy this one uh that'll drop in uh, a couple of days time uh, victor quinn on episode 198 and uh you know before we go i just want to wish all of you all the best and uh, all the best with your squash and your families and uh, now that I think most 
people are back uh, playing again. Uh, hope your squash is going well. Take it easy. It might be one of these things where uh, you jump in uh, too quickly and then get injured. So, uh, you know, take your time, uh, warm yourself to the task, and uh, enjoy your squash, most importantly. Uh, I know I've been. Uh, I'll be uh, getting back out on court uh, early next week. I haven't played for about a week or so, just been quite busy with work, but looking forward to uh, uh, the summer, maybe getting out uh, uh, at least twice a week, doing a bit of training and uh, getting in some match play as well. So looking forward to that. I hope the same uh, is for you as well. So everyone, thanks for listening. Please share these podcasts with your friends. Give us a like, tweet, uh, reaction, whatever, what have you. And uh, most importantly, have a great day. Goodbye now.